Hello, you're listening to the podcast, Every Tongue Got to Confess. It's being brought to you by the Zora Festival 2017 and Rollins College. And in this podcast, we look at the issues and dilemmas facing the 21st century. I'm Robert Casanel, an Associate Professor of History at the University of Central Florida, and I'll be your host for this episode of Every Tongue Got to Confess. Recently, a group of University of Central Florida History graduate students participated in the 2017 Zora Neale Hurston Festival of the Arts and Humanities at Rollins College. The event included presentations under the theme, Communities Conference, Civic Conversations Concerning 21st Century American Life in communities of color. After the conference, student Gramon McPherson discussed his research with fellow graduate student Portia Dossie. McPherson's research, Paramore, a community's representation in public, centered on the ways in which the Orlando community of Paramore sees itself and how its history is represented to the public. Let's listen to their discussion. Hello, my name is Portia Dossi. I'm a student at the University of Central Florida, interviewing Ramon McPherson, a fellow student at the University of Central Florida. Ramon, can I ask you a few brief questions about your uh, project today? Yes. So, what is the name of your project, and can you give us a brief overview? Well, essentially, the project is uh, Paramore, a community's representation in public. And essentially, I wanted to answer the central question of how is Paramore's history represented from the community itself, Paramore, and from the outside perspective, how does the outside see Paramore's history being represented? So that's essentially the central question I wanted to ask. Okay, so for those who may not be familiar, where is Paramore? Paramore is the region just to the west of downtown, uh, right across I-4, which serves as the eastern boundary. Colonial um, Drive serves as the northern boundary. Orange uh, Blossom Trail serves as the west boundary. And Gore Street serves as the southern boundary. So that's the confines of what's considered to be Paramore. Okay, so is this a, or was this a predominantly black community? It was and still continues to be predominantly black. Okay, so I wanted to know, did you have any partners or collaborators on this project? Where I worked with a few institutions, uh, either me visiting them or working with someone. Uh, with the Wells Bit Museum, uh, the tour guide and there was very helpful. She, uh, she was relatively new to the area and she gave me the tour of the actual museum. She took me upstairs and showed me some of the preserved rooms, like Ray Charles, who was one of the people who stayed in the Wells Built during the time period when uh, the Wells Built Museum served as the only place in Orlando where blacks were allowed to stay because of segregation and Jim Crow. I also worked with the Callahan Neighborhood Center, essentially. Uh, it used to be the former location of the Jones High. It's, uh, it's now, uh, the front part is preserved, but within the neighborhood center, they still uh, have relevant history. Also worked with the, um, the Orange County Regional History Center, uh, down, downtown Orlando. Uh, they have, a on the second floor, a uh, exhibit for communities, uh, uh, black communities in Central Florida, and Paramore is one of those featured. Uh, also uh, worked with the uh, Jones High School Museum. Uh, it's a, the Jones High, the current uh, Jones High has a museum within their school uh, where uh, various alumni and students work. And then the final uh, one was kind of a surprise because I, it wasn't initially going to be in the project was the Gecko Garage. I just happened to walk by it uh, coming from the Wells Bill and I decided to do research on it and I found that it had a pair of connections so that served very well with my research. 
So that uh, you mentioned the last one was the Geico Garage? Geico Garage is across the street from the Amway sign. Could so, you give us a little more detail on it, um, or at least what you found? With the Geico Garage, on the side of the Geico Garage, uh, was a, a sculptor uh, was hired by a local agency to build uh, an exhibit. It's essentially uh, these lifelike sculptures climbing up these ladders, and on the ground, on the ground level, that's a little girl that's pointing up towards them. And inside the garage, there's actually art exhibits by another artist uh, who actually worked with Paramore Youth, and they came up with pictures and different drawings, and they... They are now displayed inside the garage, and essentially what it's uh, says one is finding our way, uh, finding our way. The other one is our journey, and essentially it shows the potential of Paramore's future, especially with the economics, because they felt that the Amway Center would bring uh, economic prosperity to Paramore. Did it? That's left up to your question. <laughs> okay, thank you. Um, I wanted to backtrack a bit and kind of talk about Paramore's history. Could you give us a brief? Um, discussion of kind of or maybe the highlights of, of the history of the, the area well essentially Paramore was formed as a uh, area where uh, whites could hire uh, black domestic workers without having them live in their neighborhood so they wanted to be closer to them but not live in their neighborhood so uh, a uh, a uh, future mayor uh, James Paramore built uh, or he built a plot of land and later on a minister built uh, these shacks uh, across the railroad tracks from downtown where uh, black domestic workers are uh, Stay essentially, uh, the community is, as I mentioned before, has always been predominantly black. Most of the population of, uh, of uh, Orlando's black residents has been concentrated to the west of downtown, and Paramore is one of those uh, situations. Uh, with the Jones High Museum, of course, with segregation, was essentially the black school of Paramore. And when they finally, when they moved into the current location, uh, uh, the, the Callahan Neighborhood Center is a result of uh, the preservation efforts by community uh, people to preserve the school because they were going to demolish it. The city wanted to demolish the school. The, the residents fought to preserve it, so the front part of the school is, is preserved. And so uh, Paramore has, in a sense, been fighting against change because they feel that their neighborhood is no longer representing the values that it once represented. It's become a lot more commercialized, and uh, they want their neighborhood to remain a certain way. So uh, I thought this project was very good in tr uh, trying to help and show why Paramore's history is important because they have a very unique and distinct history and that needs to be emphasized uh, towards the public. Can you tell us a bit about your methodology? Well, the methodology for this was uh, primarily from various books we read in Dr. French's Intro to Public History class. Uh, one book we read was Power of Place, which essentially is how urban landscapes can help to uh, display a, a public memory about a place. As I mentioned, Wells Built was once the location of during Jim Crow where blacks would like to stay. And now it's a symbol of, uh, of black history, not only for Paramore, but also for such a Florida in general. And you can not only learn about the past, but also the present, because the museum has a lot of contemporary items uh, within the museum, like the uh, former Mrs. Ford, who happened to be black from uh, Orlando. So you kind of get the past and also the, uh, the present. Uh, another uh, book that we read was the hist of Private History in Public, which essentially shows that small community museums like the Callahan Neighborhood Center or the Jones High Museum have as much relevance in displaying history as a mainstream museum like the Orange County Regional Center. Uh, and when you go in there, I mean, the museum is, is private history of public uh, personified because it's a community center. You see kids running around, that sort of thing. But within the museum, they, uh, within the community uh, neighborhood center, they have uh, various glass enclosures of uh, basically exhibits towards the, uh, the, the namesake of the building, uh, Dr. Jerry Callahan. You have other uh, prominent officials. They have a little short synopsis of Paramore's history. And you can gather a lot of Paramore just by simply just walking in. Same thing with Jones High, the, the, the now current school has a whole history from the, their very beginnings all the way to the present. 
uh, all their principals, teachers, members of the alumni like Wesley Snipes, and it kind of helps you to, uh, to gather uh, why the school is important. And also, because the majority of the students who go there are from Paramore, so it gives them opportunity to know about their own history uh, at the school. And then finally, a principle of shared authority is where historians who have the, uh, the academic knowledge work with the community who has the experience and the culture of that community. They work together to create a, a narrative about the community. So with the Orange County Regional History Center, uh, it was a collaboration between Paramore Committee and the uh, historians at the museum and working together. And so a lot of what you see is a result of that collaboration. You're not getting a one-side perspective of Paramore. You're getting the perspective that the community uh, not only uh, represents but also approves of. And then uh, finally, Orlando uh, has seen the benefit of this because uh, they displayed 25 locations within the community uh, of notice. And the first six of this walking tour that they conducted in 2015 uh, the first six locations start in Paramore, starting with the Wells Book Museum. So you see that Orlando is starting to embrace why Paramore's history is, uh, is important. Oh, that's great. Actually, I did not know that. So I only have a few more questions for you, but what have you gained from this research experience, and how do you plan to use it in the future? Well, what I gained from this research was why it helped me to do better research, but then uh, Paramore is, is going to be the area where I'm going to focus on my own thesis, so this project really was helpful and uh, allowed me to get my feet wet in Paramore, know the uh, primary locations, and uh, it also helps inspire me to make sure uh, that Paramore's history is always emphasized at the uh, here today with the Zora Fest. A lot of people came up to me and said, thank you, Paramore's uh, history needs to be uh, acknowledged and that uh, I felt very good. And I'm hopeful that this will also lead to other locations in Paramore uh, that either are not emphasized enough or unknown, and it'll help to bring those locations to light. Did you face any um, challenges while you were conducting this research? What challenges that I might face uh, when I conducted this research was essentially, um, a, a part of this that I didn't mention before was I went to uh, the Orange County, uh, the Orlando downtown office and uh, to, to do a tour, and on their tour, uh, they conducted the whatever. It was supposed to be a tour that went into Paramore, and uh, they didn't, but at the at the uh, at the uh, the community center, uh, the community center office they had uh, there's a map t uh, table displaying all of the Orlando area from Lake Eola all the way to Paramore and all the way up to near Warner Park and the guy was giving the tour and he never Paramore is right there across from every all everything he's mentioning he never mentioned Paramore once and so I kind of felt that that was just I mean it's right across from all, he mentioned every other part of the map except Paramore, so I kind of felt that that was a difficult situation to face, uh, but uh, the Gekka the uh, Garage was kind of a surprise, like, I kind of helped to, I guess, resolve that failure in a sense that I faced with the downtown office. So um, one last question, is there anything else uh, you'd like to talk about before we end? Well, I just want to emphasize uh, that black communities matter and that black communities uh, representation matters and um, that anyone interested in black communities should go all in on it because a lot of people don't see the value in it and it's only up to us to be able to do that. All right, well, thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online and subscribing to us on iTunes.